No one else can do this but me. <laughs> How do you lead an organization and the people in it? My name is Desi Mayer and I've been doing both of these for over 15 years. Now it's time for me to give back and help leaders across the country. In this podcast, I share the lessons that I've learned from competing at the highest of levels in sports and small business. Buckle up, it's time to lead. No ego here. No, no <laughs> ego here. For the record, I'm wearing gym shorts. We're going straight casual today Love it. because it's not about what we're wearing. It's about our leadership, uh, which that could have been a little egotistical, actually. Um, so welcome to lead. I got my buddy Todd Warda with here today. Been a leader for a long time and we're super excited to have him on to talk about ego. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Exciting. So excited. excited. It's going to be a great time. So we're going to dive into 10 ways that your ego is destroying your business, your leadership, your family, fill in the blank. Sure. Honestly, ego is never a good thing. Uh, one of the top things that we talk about is humility and checking your ego when we're looking at leadership. Sure. We're talking about growing a team or growing a business. But let's just kick off with when it comes to that ego, what would you say like the mindset behind ego, the thought process, where does that thing live? Like I know mine's a little devil on my left shoulder and then the angel over here that says, hey, shut up. <laughs> um, but... I guess walk me through that in your experience with with your ego and with other leaders' egos that you've observed. You know, where is that ego? What does it say? Uh, I think it's all about your, you know, you. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. It's one word. It's you. Yeah. You first. You only. And, That's a good way uh, to put it. It's it. It'll kill you. You know, it it de deters a lot of things in your life. Especially because that's not what we're created for. Mm -hmm. We're created for to serve and yeah. for others, not for you. Yeah. What um, would you say? Because I have this theory that our ego has about three to five phrases <laughs> that it goes through. Right? Like we're gonna go through ten today. Sure. But I think really, if if people are honest with themselves, like this is kind of one of those things. It's like shh. People don't talk about this. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Taboo. So like here we are. Those are the things I love talking about the most because they make a big difference and they make an impact. But I have this theory that everyone really has about three to five phrases that their ego tends to circulate through. Right? Like I know for me, you know, one of mine is like, what have you done? Mm. Or it, with sports is a huge one, right? Of like, why are you trying to coach me when I've played at a higher level than you? Right? And it's like, that's the ego. Get out of here. Right? Sure. And, and things like that. Like, uh, we're going to talk about, I'm right. I'm better than you. You know, you don't know what you're doing. Like, all those types of egotistical statements. I've, I've sold more, more than you. Y yes. That's a that's, great that's one. That's a huge one. I've sold more than you. Yeah. Right? But that doesn't mean you can't learn something from that person. Bingo. No doubt. I've even heard this new concept out right now. I want to say Tim Elmore. Um it's in uh, generational leadership or a new diver new diversity. That's the name of the book. He talks about reverse mentoring, mm -hmm. and it's pretty interesting because there's something to learn from the old and the newer generations. They can each learn something from each other. Oh, for sure. Right? And they're absolutely different things, but you have to have an open mind. You have to be humble. You have to check your ego at the door, otherwise you're not gonna. I heard, I heard a good one. Not too long ago, it said, "Listen, as if you were wrong, 
right? And speak as if you were right. Okay. But listen as if you were wrong, meaning you're leaning in, you're writing notes, like you're sure. paying attention because they're like, you're treating them like they're holding the golden nugget to life. And you're just trying to figure out what it is. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I like Which that. Which is pretty fun. No, I like that. Because it's like, oh, okay. That's a different way of going about it, of going about listening, of going about checking your ego, right? So, and, and not to interrupt you, but I think that's a, that's one of the main qualities you can have as a leader is to listen. Oh. I mean, that's a whole other podcast, right? But, mm-hmm. but when you said listen, it really, I mean, just listening to someone is very, yeah. a person with an ego really won't. Their, Correct. Their ears will be closed because they're thinking mm-hmm. about themselves. Yeah. Not thinking about the person across from them. You know, and I think that talking about listening with your ego, I think a lot of times leaders will misconstrue. Like when they're working on this skill of checking your ego, they'll be like, I need to totally dismiss it. It's like, well, wait a second. Hold on. You have one. Everyone does. First, you need to be aware of it. What does it say? What is it? What are the what are your ego's patterns? Right. So like it's like let's listen to those patterns. To know, wait, wait, I know that pattern. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. And like like we kinda oh. we just talked about my example, your example. Yeah, almost like, like a trigger. Absolutely. You, you feel that trigger coming on and you have to check that. Yeah. Like, where why am I getting triggered? Where where's that emotion coming from? And do I validate it or not? Oh, absolutely. Because if we don't know those, then we won't know if it's our ego or not. Okay. Right? And that's kind of a simplistic way of looking at it, but really that's why I say Pull out your three to five phrases, right? Which we're going to give you 10. I bet you that you resonate with at least two or three of them, right? Sure. Anyone listening, anyone watching, all of it, um, that, that, that that's going to happen. So um, the other thing that I, that I wanted to point out today, I, I had that in my notes, was um, is thinking about strategic thinkers and tactical thinkers. What do you think the ego is? You think it's a strategical long-term thinker, or do you think it's more of a tactical short-term thinker? I guess my my guess would be short-term. What can I okay. get? What can I get as an ego? What can I get right now? Yeah, I, that's that's what I think too. Because it's all about you, no doubt, right? I want to feed me now. Mm-hmm. So that's just my answer. Yeah, absolutely. Let's pause real quick because I think I just realized something. Oh, it's not going. Did it did it die? No. Yeah, so I think the ego is a short-term thinker. I think it's a tactical thinker. And when you when I think about it like in leadership, you can you you can go bark an order and tell someone to do and like it'll probably work one time. You know, maybe even more than once, but in the long run, the relationship is worse off, right? It could be, you know, it depending on how often you do it and how you do it. Sure. could be catastrophic to the mission overall, to the team. It could create a silo, right? It could do a lot of negative things. But it might work one or two times, you know, honestly. And I think that's what happens is that we get conditioned to that. Hey, that worked. And that's way easier than like playing this game of leadership that has to be more strategic, long-term thinking, build the relationship, create more teamwork, things like that. But yeah, I would agree with you in that. I think it's a short term. Yeah, you know, if you're a leader that 
that can actually listen and 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 see other people mm-hmm. and actually care about them and not worry about yourself. Yeah. Checking your ego, you're going to just develop that person more. Yeah. Cuz you know what you know what they need. Absolutely. Cuz you so, shut your ego up yeah. enough, you you disciplined your ego to listen. Right? So like I have this uh, this great example. It's a super simple analogy. And it's like, okay, me and Todd, we're in a boat. We're rowing. We got a little rowboat, right? And Todd is just like rowing like crazy to the middle of nowhere, right? And I'm like, Todd, where are you going? What are you doing, man? It's like, land's over there. Let's go over there. And you're like, no, no, no. It's over here. We got this, right? And I'm like, you don't know what you're doing, bro. Land's right over there, (laughs) right? Sure. That's one way, right? My ego, fighting back, getting defensive. Here's scenario two. We're same thing. We're rowing the boat, and you're like, Des, I got it. We're going. Land is this way. I know it. And I look up, and I'm like, Yeah, man, I'm with you. Let's go. I'm with you. I'm with you. And then after three, four minutes, I'm like, Man, Todd, what do you think? We, you think we're on the? What about? You know, I saw some stuff over here. Are you sure we're heading the right way? What? What about over here? What about south? Could we head south? Oh yeah, that might be a good idea, Todd. Okay, yeah, let's, let's head south. What did I do there? You empowered me. I empowered you. I checked my ego. Sure. I gave in to yours for a minute. Yes. Right? And then what did that eventually get me? We're now we're headed to actual south towards land. Right? So it's like short-term thinker, long-term strategic thinker. Yes. Right? If you check your ego, you have that long-term in place. Right? And I, like, I put that out there a lot when it comes to leadership. Like it, It's a game. And sometimes we got to play a short-term game for a long-term strategic advantage. And it's a skill, Des. It, it's oh, a no skill. Doubt. I mean, you you yeah. just don't you got to work on it and you, all the and time. Develop it, and it's it's something that I think is it, you're, what you're doing is very important. Very. Important. And it's it's a yes, it's a skill. It's also a balancing act because like there's always like two extremes. That and people will go one way too far extreme, myself included, right? Or then they'll somebody will yell at them or something, and they'll go the other way. And it's like on the hourly, we need to keep this in balance, you know, which is just another reason why we need to listen to our ego so that we know we can check it, we know we can discipline it for the long term strategic leadership advantage. Sure, but yeah, leadership is a skill, it's a lifelong skill, anyone can learn it. Like, there are strategies and tactics to leadership. Correct. There are specific skills to leadership that anyone can learn and be really good at. You know, I think that, I mean, that's kind of a myth buster right there. Yeah. Born versus made. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Both. Both. <laughs> right? Exactly. Both. No doubt. All right. So let's dive in and talk about number one. I'm right. Number one phrase of the ego. I'm right. You're wrong. Talk to me. When is that? been observed by you or thought by you or your own ego said it many many times you know when you say that i i automatically think of marriage husbands and wives that's honestly where i went first too (laughs) because you know we're supposed to spiritually lead our family absolutely leaders of our household Mm -hmm. as men right so it is a it is something we always have to think about oh yeah but i think about that right away i'm right you're wrong and it's not about being right or wrong no it's about listening. So, I mean, let's look at it leadership-wise. Let's apply this to business. Like, I'm right, you're wrong. 
what is that going to get us when it comes to, you know, the uh, the leadership scenario situation issue? Uh, you're going to have a wedge between you, or, you yeah. and your partner yeah. or you and your employee or whatever that is. There's going to be a wedge there because there's a right and a wrong. Relationship's going to break yeah, down. It is, like It's for not sure. going to build it, right? And if we're going at it like that, um, you know, we, we talk about like your leadership bank account. Like you're going to be withdrawing money from that sure, leadership no deposits, bank account right. right there. And you're not going to be depositing anything That's there. True. Um, but yeah, so what have you found to be effective that when you get this feeling um, to battle that, to discipline that, to check that? Well, I always go to the person that I'm in partnership with. When you say lead, I'm in partnership with this person. Yeah. And what do they want? What? Why do they feel they're right? Tell me, right? So I can understand. Mm-hmm. Seek to understand first. So good. Yeah. What, what do you think, because this is the harder part, at least for me, is like what got you to that point? Oh, the, oh. You know, like what, because that's years, always like, hey, how do you. Years okay. of failure. I mean, years of failure, business failure, mm-hmm. relationships failure. I mean, you got to fail in order to succeed. Learn anything, yeah. right? Anything. Yeah, fail so forward. You, like, you asked me how Maxwell I got there? Failed. Yeah. I failed at this. I failed at that. I failed at that. So you had the argument many times. Like, no, no, no. Wait, I'm right. No, no, sure. no. You're not. No, that's not right. No, no, no. Sure. This is why. Pride cometh before the fall. <laughs> I mean... Tweetable right there. That's a tweetable, no doubt. Yeah, I think that's a good one. So let's give them some strategies and tactics behind when we hear that. Right? It hasn't maybe it hasn't escaped our mouth yet. Sure. Um, but we get that urge, we get that feeling, we hear that ego say that I'm right. Right? I think a, a good we if we know the trigger, I think that's step one. Know the trigger. Be mm-hmm. aware of your trigger. Yes. You know, self awareness is a superpower. We say that over and over. Um, but I think following that, I think going almost going back to the listening as if you were wrong. Like, what if you didn't know everything? <laughs> what if we operated from that point of view? What if we used this as a moment to build a relationship? Boom. What if we use this as a moment to try to understand them better? Right? So, and this is kind of a tactic that I love is Socratic leadership, which is, let me ask you a question. Why is it that you think that? Right? Or how did you get to that conclusion? So it's like, let me see if I can just pull something. Walk me through that step by step. Like these are some phrases that you could go to when you're feeling that. To try to gain understanding. Because in the end, maybe you are right and they're totally wrong. But you need to be sure of that. And you still don't want to use it as a gotcha. Sure. Right? Because sure. what's that going to do? That's just going to break down the relationship. And that's not that's bad leadership. Correct. Right? And I was going to say, when you ask that question, truly ask it from your heart and be interested in it. Don't yeah. just do the words. Ask and understand. I yeah. want to hear it. And then take a moment to understand. Absolutely. I, you know, I think one of the big things around here is absolute accountability. Is asking yourself the question, how was I part of the problem? Sure. Right? And, like, you can't just kind of fake it till you make it. you got to truly believe that you were part of the problem. Own so your stuff. Yeah. If you don't connect those dots, then, like, you're faking it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to know. 
Oh, like yeah. you know when someone is faking it. Yes, you do. You know, <laughs> like it's like you're not fooling anyone. Fake it till you make it. It's like you no, not as a leader, not in leadership. It's just not. It just doesn't work, right? I agree. So I think that's number one. Number two, I'm better than you. Yes. Great one, isn't it? Yeah, for I'm sure. better than you. I I play D one football. I've tried out with the pros. I've done this. I've benched five hundred. I've squatted seven. Blah blah blah. I'm better. Than, I've sold more than you. Yes. Right. Just yes. the overall concept. I'm better than you. Um, I tell you, for me, um, sports all the time. I mean, this is like everywhere in sports. Yeah. And I've experienced this a lot with teams that we've worked with, with clients that we've worked with. That the leader constantly thinks this, right? And I mean, the, immediately they gotta go. Hold on, what? This is your ego speaking. Yeah, right? like checking yourself. Right? And yeah. I'll be. Let me be the accountability for your ego. I love okay? it. Okay. Yeah. Um, because you're not gonna like you're not gonna ever gonna create anything bigger than you if you have that thought. I mean, if you and you want to get to that real to that next level above like a solopreneur. And you want to start leading a full team, like you're gonna to need to bring people in that are better than you at stuff. There's always somebody better than you. Yeah, and like, why wouldn't you hire them? Yeah, like that. Yeah. you know, I mean, Rockefeller is like, I, you know, I'm not the smartest man in the world, but I do hire them. You're you're only as good as the team surrounding you, really. I mean, no at doubt. the end of the day. Yeah. So. so it's like I'm better than you, even if that's true. You failed <laughs> as a leader. Because now you, you, what you're saying is I'm better than you and you're better than everyone on your team. Okay, so what you're telling me is that you are incapable. You don't have the skill set of the leader to lead people that are more skilled than you. That's that's huge. Talk about mic drop. That's huge. That's, that's fun. That's I've never stuff. said that before. That's really good. That's a good yeah. one. Oh, man. Somebody write that down. <laughs> Thank God no, you Check your ego, Desi. Who am I, right? <laughs> um, number three, it's not my fault. Mm. Man, own your stuff. Yeah. Be accountable to yourself first. Yes. How are you ever going to hold someone accountable and they take it unless you're holding yourself accountable first? By doing that, you grow. Like by understanding when you own that, like you made a mistake, you're humble enough to say, man, I messed up. Yeah. Now you grew, you just grew, mm-hmm. right? And if we're not growing, we're dying. So true. Every day. So true. It's up or down. Yes. Yeah. There's no stagnation. I love that too. That's why we say like a lot of times with when it comes to leadership and we're refining leadership skills, if it's a one-off, like I can't stand one-off events, honestly, um, unless they're really in-depth and incredibly transformational because it's not enough to uh, promote sustained behavioral change. Sure. Like we have to constantly be sharpening our sword like you don't just sharpen a sword once and then you go out and use it for two straight months and say, why isn't my sword sharp? Mm-hmm. Right? Like you have to sharpen it every single day. Like a lot of times, like I've looked at the data, um, a one-off leadership training will be completely forgotten within 30 days. Well, I'm surprised it's even that much, really, because if you go to a conference and you're all fired up and then you walk away and 24 hours later, you're done. Yeah, and you you're are. not doing half the things that you're supposed to that you just said you were gonna do. Yeah, and you're like you come. I love those because you come back and you're like I am the enlightened one. 
Like, you're like, all you people, you people have not had the transformation that I have had. Right. Right? It's like, how can I not feel this way that I'm better than all of you people? I have been enlightened for three days or two, whatever it is, you know? And it's like, hold on, come on. And then you had 17 things punch in the face the second you got back to business. Correct. You know? And you have to deal with that. And you have to address that ego that you get and that you feel. But, yeah. You know, I think that that's that's an absolute. But circling back to it's not my fault. Take accountability of yourself first. Yes. Yes. Right. And the reason that I love that is because you say, if you say I did a bad job or this is on me, guess what you also get to do? Fix it. Yes. Because I I can't stand this because I hear it all the time of like, well, they, well, he, well, she. And it's like, okay, if that's true, then it's kind of done there. Like, man, that sucks. Period. Again, own the <laughs> accountability. If you're the leader, you take responsibility. Yeah. And then you also take responsibility of fixing the problem. Absolutely. And that's the part that, you know, as a, a D personality, as a, a go-getter, like, I'll jump to it to be like, that's on me. And what we're going to do is X, Y, Z. Right? Because sure. it's like if I can, if I take accountability of it, I now am part of the solution to fix it. Yes. Right. Yeah. And it's also on me to do that. That feels good. The part when you're like, what we're going to do is ABC. Right. And here's how we're going to do it. And then we're going to check in in seven days. We're going to check in in a month, whatever it is. Because then it's, uh, it's satisfying to solve problems. It's satisfying to fix things. Yes. And then yeah. guess what happens? At some point in time, between the first time you do that and less than one year, that's about as close to the time range I've been able to narrow it down, (laughs) other people around you will start to do the same thing. Yeah. They'll start to say, man, that dude over there has taken accountability of who knows how many things they can't count on two hands anymore. They're like, that actually wasn't on him. That's on me. And they'll start to act like that. They'll start to behave like that. And that's where you see that absolute accountability start to trickle, start to spread. And man, that culture, that is a culture that is unstoppable. That team is going to win. No doubt. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Culture is huge that way. Because you're you're leading by example. You're leading by example. Yeah. And then other people, it's going to be, they're almost not even going to know. Well, they want to follow somebody like that. Exactly. Because they're like, man, that was actually on me. But they connected the dots. That leader connected the dots and said, no, 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 but I lead you. So that's actually on me. It's not like a fight like everyone had fault in this scenario, especially if you're a leader. You're, it's your fault. Sure. The fun is that you get to also solve it. Mm-hmm. you know. But building that culture, that is a hard culture to build. Because people always ask me, how long is that going to take? I say sometime Years. after the first time that you do it in between one year. Yeah, I mean. And they're like, you don't know? And I'm like, I mean, it takes at least six months to have sustained behavioral change. And, you know, what is it? I think three to five percent of a team to change its culture is really like three to five percent of those early adopters and cultural transformational change is all you need. Right. So if you got a team of 50, you only need three to actually start to change that culture. The good and the bad news is you only need three <laughs> to go the other way also. I was going to say one. Yeah. One 
person that comes into that culture and you as a leader let it slide, that's a culture killer. Yeah. It's a culture killer. So you got to be very selective. And Yeah, we've ran into that so many times. And I mean, obviously we're going off on lots of different tangents here, but I think it's incredibly valuable. Uh, I get asked the question, hey, what do you think about Bobby? Hey, what do you think about Susie? Yeah. You know? And it's like, well, if you're asking me, you probably should have fired him months ago. You probably should have let him go. Like, they're unhappy there, right? And like, and they're like, well, how do we do that? How do you view that? So how is that so concise to you? I'm like, because they're meant to be somewhere else. They're meant to be doing something else, but they're fighting it, which is why they're acting like this, which is why their behavior is like this. And you're, you're giving them a disservice, by not equipping and empowering them to win in life in the mm-hmm. long run. We used to have the saying, you're either going to coach them up or coach them out. Yeah, that's so good. Coach them up or coach them out. It's on us it. as the leader, right? Yeah. And I've and I, I've done that exact thing. I've coached them up and I've coached them out. Yeah. Right? And there's been times when that's they'll come kicking and screaming the whole way to coach them out. And then you can call them three, six months later, and they're the happiest person that, sure. ever, that I've ever met, doing the thing that they were designed to do from the beginning. And I, you know, I think I've only had one ever say thank you for basically <laughs> firing them. Um, but, that's, but yeah, that's good. That's like good. How stuff. many times, like, just let me just—I'm not firing you. I'm launching you to where you should be. Yeah. You need to go find that out, right? Because it's not here. And I would just circle back. That's an example of checking your ego. Absolutely. Like you're truly trying to help. You're humbling yourself to help that person. Yeah. So that's good. Next one. No one else can do this but me. (laughs) That's a good one, isn't it? That's a a big ego. Every one of them are bringing a lap. That's how I know that I'm I'm spot That's a big ego right there because you can be replaced pretty darn easy. Pretty darn easy. Yeah, anybody's replaceable. Yeah. I mean, I, I always like, you know, try to coach on... You know, make it harder and harder. To like, if you want to grow, you want to climb. Like, to make it harder and harder sure. to be replaced. Mm-hmm. Be valuable. Be different. Go above and beyond. Yes. You know, perform well. I mean, that's one of the ways of like play the game of leadership is just perform well. Yeah. Right. But Instead when you're of, hearing that, then you really check your ego because, yeah. you know, how are you adding value in? Every single conversation and every interaction with somebody, are you adding value to them? Because that's what a leader is supposed to be doing. Yeah. And, you know, I think that when you first think that or when you hear it and when you're growing up, I mean, we're growing a business like it's a legitimate feeling. Sure. Sure. Uh, you bring on some newbie or whatever and you're like, What's, I, nobody can do this but me. I've I've said it out loud in my own little five person business of like, yeah, how many think I think I'm the only one that can do that. Guess what? You just explained how you failed. I just explained how I failed because I created something that only I can do. That's not good. That's not good. (laughs) That's not a business. That's a job. And you're just hurting yourself. At the end of the day, you're just piling more on yourself. And you're not going to break through the ceiling of the whole company to empower others to do that. Because you want them to do better than you. Absolutely. Isn't your desire just to step away from the business and relax a little bit so they can do it? Yeah, and grow something bigger than you. Sure. You know, and I think that's key. And even when we're talking leadership, we talk and grow something bigger than you. I think that's what leadership is. I think a good leader is, you know, they support their team. They work for their team. Their team doesn't work for them. Mm-hmm. 
And if your if your ego is saying no one can do this but me, then your team's working for you. Sure. Right. And you got a big check to make. Right. That's like a take that ego out of your head and throw it against the wall kind of a deal because you need to change your whole perspective on leadership. Right. You need to take accountability of like your whole being as a yeah. leader. Right. Not just that one thought that one day. That's like in sales having all your eggs in one basket. Okay, go there for a minute. You know, I have one huge mega client, and I'm going to ride this wave all the way through. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking from experience in my old business, General Motors. I was in General Motors every day, yep. selling every day, every day. Never did I realize General Motors was going to file bankruptcy and a million dollars in payables gone like that. Yeah. So, so empowering just yourself and something happens to you, what happens to your business. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. Yeah. So not only is it an ego check, it's kind of a business principle. Oh, for sure. As well. I love it. Um, let's go the other way. Okay. So like, let's go the other stream and, and let's go with, I can't do this. You don't and have like, a skill? Is that what you're no, saying? No, like, um, like it's like a protection mechanism of oh. like, don't go do this, Desi. Like you're gonna don't fail. Don't open yourself up. Yeah, like don't no 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 don't be vulnerable. Like you're gonna fail. They're they're gonna find out. Right? Like I can't do this. I can't build a million dollar business from a spare bedroom. Right? <laughs> like no no no, no. don't I do that. At don't that tell people. That's not true, but I... right? <laughs> right? Like don't no, yeah. no 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 don't do that. So it's like because your ego is built to protect you. Like it's it's a protection mechanism, right? It's a horrible one. Sure. But that's why we have it, right? Because fear keeps us alive yeah right otherwise i'm just gonna you know go grab onto uh, electricity primary or whatever right but you know i think that this one happens too and it, to me it's like imposter syndrome basically is what i hear like no no don't go do that don't be vulnerable don't be transparent with your team don't tell them the truth right? i don't know don't say that you did a bad job at leading right don't take accountability of that, that that'll they'll find you out I think that's another ego piece that you have to think about because They're protecting their ego is what you're saying. They want to protect themselves, protect their reputation yeah. of being so good. But I would say the opposite of that. I think you're going to be valued and looked up to more for being vulnerable, for being one who makes mistakes mm-hmm. because you care enough to try to fix them. You're real. Be like, real. Yeah, because, you know, we see, I mean, how many of the people on social media we see that the fake Ferrari that they rented for a half hour to get the pictures or what? Fake you know, book? What, yeah, fake book. That's a great way to put it. You know, but it, it, people want to follow somebody real. Yeah. People want to follow somebody authentic. People want to follow somebody who screwed up. Yes. You know, because they resonate. They relate better. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, well, if they've done it, then I can do it. Right? That's how we started this. How did you get here? I failed. Mm-hmm. I failed multiple times at many things. But that's what makes you... Seven times yeah. today. That's like... Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I think if you if you were to really look at a lot of the best leaders, um, they're literally standing on top of a mountain. What people don't realize is that the mountain is built out of mistakes and failures. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that he, they just kept climbing them, you know? They didn't stop. And it's funny because you know you're a John Maxwell person. Oh, yeah. And he always used to say, you know, people want to do what I do, but they didn't want to do what I did. Never want to do what I've done to get here. Right. Yeah. So it takes a long time. I want to be an author. 
Do you want to, how yeah. many pages do you want to write? You want to write 10 pages to keep one and throw the other nine away because they're no good? Sure. Right? Do you want to write a thousand words a day for 30 years? Like, you know, and it's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, that's right. But, you know, I, I think the, the reality check of it, if, if you check your ego, and it's like, that's almost been a compass for me. Don't go do that. I can't do this. When I get that feeling, I almost lean in more. You should, because the more vulnerable you are, I think the more quality you will attract. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Who are you attracting? Do you want to attract somebody that's going to be fake and not really be? Yeah, no. No. Do you want to attract that quality person? Mm -hmm. You know, loves it. good attracts good. Yeah. That's kind of what you want to do. Yeah. And I mean, I think to even go, like even talking about risk, mm -hmm. like if somebody's like, how are you going to do that? Like, you know, it's like I take it as a challenge, like challenge accepted. Sure. Right. How are you going to, I don't know, lose 50 pounds? How are you going to leave teaching? How are you going to, you can't do that. There's no way. Don't do that. I mean, you're talking, I mean, even family. Oh, yes. Like, to, I mean, be and the they always want to keep you safe, right? Oh, family is hard. Family's that'll be the hard worst one. Because they love you mm -hmm. and they want to keep you safe. Just like your ego, honestly. Sure. Yeah, that's you very know? true. And, uh. I've always just leaned to that further. Like that has been a good compass for me. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go that direction then. <laughs> Which is kind of crazy, you know? Some people don't want, also don't want to see you succeed. So they're going to tell you that. You can't do that. Yeah. They're just saying that because they don't want to see you succeed. Mm -hmm. That is. Everyone probably has somebody like that in their life right now. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And, and you just have to recognize that that's what's happening. Just like you have to check your ego, you have to check that relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, here's another one kind of on the other way. Um, it's not that bad. This isn't a big deal. Okay. Right? I'm thinking the, thinking the other way, you know, of General Motors. Sure. Oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Right? It's like, wait, this might be bad. Right. <laughs> this could be bad. Yes. I mean, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be very transparent on this. I mean, I remember after I left teaching, I'm an optimistic guy. I'm a risk taker. If I lose it today, I will get it tomorrow. Kind of guy. Sure. You've remember... you always got your teaching degree. You can always go back and be a teacher. They need teachers, so let me try this. Yeah. But You've got me, a safety net. To me, that's utter, absolute failure. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, oh, no way. Right. Yeah. Not even because I wouldn't be good at it because I don't like it. Because to me, that would be failure. That would say that would mean I gave up, right, on what I want to do, the thing well, that's bigger than well me. Well said, yes. Right. Um, but I remember having a conversation with my wife sitting in our old house. I mean, I was doing construction, but I was like reading a book a week, listening to pot. Like I was, it was like Mobile University. You Every time fire. I was, if I was working, driving, walking, where I was listening or watching a podcast or a YouTube, mm -hmm. I was reading books tonight. I was taking notes. I was interviewing people I knew, my family. I mean, literally anything I could think of. Like I was like trying to seek who I was and where I wanted to go next. Like after my dad passed, and I remember my wife going, "Desi, I don't know what you think, but if we don't sell the house, we're not going to make it. We will be. They will take it." <laughs> Okay. That's, right. Yeah. And me going, so it is that bad, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's that bad, right? Got it. Yeah. And uh, that was one for me that was like I had to check that because I was on a mission, but it was like a mindset mission, 
It wasn't like, uh, you know, I'm killing it. I'm making sales. We're moving forward, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was like, I'm figuring things out. I think I made another step today, but it's like, no one no, knew that step. I wouldn't even be able to explain it to you. But I was like, I feel like I understand myself more today. Mm-hmm. I feel like I understand where I'm supposed to be going today. Right. But the reality was, you know, looking at finances and things like that, it was that bad. <laughs> I mean, what a beautiful thing to have her in your life, though, to be able to check that for you. Oh, yeah. That's that's wonderful. I mean, and honestly, same same type of uh, uh, of scenario because I'm I'm an intense extreme guy. If you didn't know, love it, <laughs> <laughs> love it, right? And um, talk, I mean, the next one is this is catastrophic, and I'll tend that it's one of my weaknesses. Honestly, is that I'll tend to go that way and be like, it's not going to work. We need to stop. It's, I'm failing. Like I've lost it. I can't do this. Like it, this is, it's over. See, that's, right? that's something I try not to do. And I'm constantly battling that. But I remember like there was a time when Courtney, my wife, was the person that believed in me more than I did when I was in that moment of, I don't know. Like it's not, I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'm going to swing a hammer. I guess I'm going to work in the mud. Like I don't know, but I have no idea and I don't think I can do what I thought I could do. All right, and she was like, straighten up, bucko. Yeah, she stepped into her role quickly. Like, uh, you better figure it out because there's a baby on the way. There's a house. You have a wife. That's beautiful that she did that. There is more to you than whatever it is that you're doing or thinking right now. So get moving. So and good. she knows me well that like if you challenge me the right way. I'll get moving, right? So in a way, she was the good leader in that moment. Oh, she was a great leader. <laughs> yeah. She believed in me she, more than I did. Yeah, she pulled you along. And that is because so I was in that that ego of that ego trap of like this is catastrophic. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm in a bottomless hole, you know that I I have no clue how to get out of. Right, and the hole is three inches deep, but it looks like it's three million feet deep. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like just start so- doing something. It's super good, though, that you're talking about this because we we have to stop listening to ourselves and start talking to ourselves. Yeah. Speaking life into ourselves. Words are so important. Absolutely. But if we listen to ourselves, that's the detriment right there. And that's what people start doing. You check in your ego. They start listening to themselves. Mm-hmm. And then we, start, we need to start talking more positive to ourselves. Yeah, you talk like, I mean, just simple confirmations and affirmations. Oh, for sure. You know, and sometimes they're, to me, sometimes, depending on where I'm at, they can be fluffy. And sometimes, like, no, you, you need that right now. Mm-hmm. You really like that. And, and sometimes I do better with questions. Like, does this serve me? How is this thought helping me? You know, because I'll tend to be, like, super positive or super negative. And it's like, wait, wait, there's middle ground here, right? Um, well, sometimes questions help me check that. The Bible says, hold every thought captive. Every thought that comes in, man, all right, where's this coming from? Mm-hmm. So That's good. I think if we were to just practice that as a leader. Oh, for sure. I mean, we talk about, all, I say all the time, like, look, you got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Amen. Say like, just now. shut up and listen mm-hmm. to your people. You want to yes. know how, you, how you're doing? Ask them. And then shut up. Yes. And listen. Like, that's what I did and to find out how it. you were doing. And receive it. Yeah, acknowledge it. It's the yes. truth. Perception is reality. Yes, for sure. Right. So the cat, the catastrophic one. Um, here's another one. I'm not gonna get through to them, or they're not gonna understand. 
limiting beliefs again. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. Well, even talking leadership. Yeah. Right. Like they won't get it. Yeah. They won't understand. It's on us to make them understand. Bingo. It's on us. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. We can do a better job to make them understand, and if we don't know how to get through them, you ask. Yeah, you just right? said a hundred words when five is what they needed to hear, and it, it, a lot of these, it's it's very counterproductive because it, it's like that. It's we didn't hold that thought captive, mm-hmm. so we didn't get to check our ego, and we, then we that thought came all the way through to fruition of like they're not going to get it, they're not going to understand. When really, like, if you let that out, like, oh, you're not going to get it. Like, you're just, like, that's a failure in itself. Because what you don't understand is that it is your job to make them understand. Like, you weren't simple enough. You weren't clear enough. You weren't concise enough. You didn't explain it well enough. You didn't put it in writing. You didn't ask them what they heard. Like, there's a lot of tactics. Accountability ownership right there. Yeah, there's a lot of tactics behind how to make them understand. Sure. You know, that... If you can't make them understand, then you're at, you're at fault. I, I right? love like it. I agree your, that's your job as a leader is to make them understand. Yes. Take the complex and simplify it. Love it. Because at the end of the day, all it is is a group of people trying to accomplish a single goal. That's all it is. On the same mission. Right. right. And you, got, you got sports, you got military, you got business. All three exactly the same thing. A group of people trying to accomplish a goal. Yes. That's it. And there's parallels in all three of them. And I love that one. Um, Okay. They don't know what they're doing. (laughs) They don't know what they're doing. I feel like this is a young leader one. This is like you've been, you were a high performer. Let's let's put sales out there. Sure. You were a high performing salesperson. And now you're a sales manager. Right. Now you're coaching the salespeople, whatever it is. You're, but you're still a youngster, right? And you're immediately like, these they don't know what they're doing. No, 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 no. Don't do it that way. No, they, no, you don't know what you're doing. Right? I feel like that's the thing that you talk about failure. They haven't wrote, wrote enough along with you. They haven't, you haven't taught them enough. Yeah, that's, it's the counterproductive. Like, it's yeah. like, there's a dark side to everyone. They're probably sponges and you haven't filled them yet. Yeah. It's your job to fill them. That's perfect. Leadership. It's your job to fill them. Yeah, they're sponges. They're just dry sponges sitting there mm-hmm. waiting for you to pour into them. Yep. That's a great analogy. But you're not pouring into them. So, yeah, you talk about... So when they get squeezed and they're a dry sponge, what happens? They got nothing. Nothing. You talk about like that leadership bank account. You yeah. take that same thing and say they're, the subordinate, for lack of a better term, is a sponge. Yeah. Like, are you making that sponge wetter? Or drier. Yeah. And if it's already dry and now you're going and squeezing that sponge, like it's just going to tear. It's going to rip. There's nothing there. Nothing there. Right? The only thing that you can do is harm it more. Yeah. That's a great, another analogy to that bank account that is nice. For sure. Yeah. Leadership. The people you lead are a sponge. Are you pouring into them or are you squeezing the water out? Love it. Right? And, Love it. and once it's dry, it's just going to, you know, rot and go stale. And then before you know it, you're nothing. Right? And, and if you go really deep with it, I know this is getting really deep, but it's not it's not created in the purpose it's supposed to be created, which is to fill. Yeah. Sponge staying dry, it was, it's not supposed to do that. Got to fill it up. I just said this a couple of days ago in one of the trainings. 
um, we're just talking about like just talking about purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Which I know is absolutely your jam. Huge. Um, and it's one of the ways that I use leadership to open that door to get people to live into their purpose. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking from my experience. I bet you six out of ten, if not more, are not living their purpose. Right? And it's our job as leaders sad. That is sad. to help them do that. I mean, you're a really good example of this. You're working in your superpower. Mm-hmm. Teaching you probably weren't working in your superpower. You're probably really good at it. Yeah. But look at the difference between where you were and where you are. Mm-hmm. Right? That's working in your superpower. That's fulfilling your purpose. Yeah. Every day, you know what you're waking up for. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're just you're a better employee. You're a better business owner. Everything happens better when you're in your purpose. Yeah. The question that I love the most is, why were you born? You ask you ask average Joe on that on yeah. the side of the road. They're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and I know you probably have a mission statement. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, it, you know, a lot of my clients it takes them it takes them a long time to figure that out, but once mm-hmm. they do, it clicks. Yeah, yeah. And there's probably some big changes that happen sometimes. Oh, for sure. Probably some small ones too. Yeah, for sure. You know, because sometimes maybe they. We're kind of unconsciously following a little bit of their purpose, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, like same with me, right? Like I was leading people, right? Like yeah. it was, you know, it was just not the the best, most effective people that I could make the biggest impact with, right? In the right realm, like I was a teacher. Guess what I do every day? I still teach, sure, all the time, right? I just teach more about life and about leadership than I do, you know, intro to algebra. <laughs> Yes. You know, like there was more. <laughs> People used to ask me all the time, what is it that you teach? And I would say teenagers. <laughs> life lessons. And they say, well, what subject? And I just go, absolutely life. Yeah, for sure. No, no, no. Like what, what are you like? Oh, uh, we talk about social studies sometimes. <laughs> like that's, that's you great. know, because yeah. it's life, man. Like they need more. They can chat GPT that stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Especially that's now. That's a whole other right? topic. Oh, man. Um, last one. They don't know what they're doing. We talked, dude, we just did that one. I think the last piece of that is that we tend to forget to reproduce ourselves as mm. leaders. Yes. You know, like if you're a general foreman in a tree company, we work with tree companies a lot. Your, one of your jobs is to train the foreman to be a good foreman, not just manage all the foremen, mm-hmm. right? But I think we miss that train piece in the job specific skills, right? In the leadership skills. Because one of the things like, you know, I'll be training with a group of leaders and I'll say, go teach one thing from today to somebody else that wasn't here, right? And then come back to me. Because if you teach it, you retain like 85% of it. Bingo. But I think we're missing that training piece. When you when your ego says they don't know what they're doing, like that's your job is to make sure that they know what they're doing. Yeah, I think for training today we're so used to just giving them an online code and saying go figure it out yeah. go learn it and then come back and practice it with me yeah and way back in the day it was i'm boots on the ground i'm gonna ride along with you i'm gonna watch your mannerisms and how you speak to people and how you lean in or lean back you can't teach that on on the web you have to be in front of somebody yeah. and we're missing that part in training today that one-on-one interaction yeah, the get in the truck. Yes. Let's go. Like, uh, I'm going to jump onto that machine. We'll fix it together. 
You know, that kind of, and like, imagine the relationships that you build yes. during those versus like, watch this video, right? right. Answer these multiple choice questions. Yes. You know, so I think that training piece really is missed. I ask that question all the time. What are you doing to make sure that they know how to do their job? Like you got promoted from that job because you were good at it. But the one thing you don't do is teach them how to do that better. Correct. Yes. Why not? What? what why is that missing? You know? So I, th- I think that's yeah, a key. and I think that's checking your ego too, because mm-hmm. you're sometimes they're beneath me. Yeah, I'm better than you. Yeah. They should know how. Correct. They, they, that's their I don't job. Have time for that. They're getting paid for that. Like whatever. Yeah. Right. I don't have time to take him around and yeah. show him all the ropes and what's in it for me. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So. So good stuff. Ten ways to check your ego. Ten ways that your ego is destroying your business. For sure. You know, I think, what would you say are some closing thoughts? I mean, we're talking about ego and leadership and business, like, and everything that we kind of hit on. Well, which I, th- I think a just a ton more than just ego. Yeah, I think ego just limits, limits so much in your life and your business. It limits your relationships. It limits your opportunities to, to collaborate with others because you're always consistently thinking of you and not others. Yeah. So. I think for me... Being a lifelong athlete and have played, you know, three sports, multiple. I mean, I was a three-sport All-State guy, played Division One college football. One of the analogies that I learned was, you know, do you want to be the the big man on campus and the star of the show, or do you want to win? Hmm. That's good. Because if you want to win... Like, there's a lot more that comes with that than just being the big man on campus. Because now you're the guy who led their team to a championship. Now that you're the guy that's known for winning, not known for individually performing well. Sure. Right? Because I was both of those in my tenure. You know, when you look at the different sports and everything, in the winning one, it's so much sweeter. Yeah. It's I like agree. it's like all ships rise with the tide. If you win, guess who has the most individual acknowledgments when the team wins? Yes. The people on that team that won, right? Yes. And it's a hard lesson. And I think, you know, especially youngsters out there, like, you just just help your team win. You know, lead well, lead up, lead down, lead across the chain of command. Always. Don't wait. Lead. Love it. Do it humbly. Lead with humility and conviction and belief in the thing. And if the team wins, everyone wins. I love you it. Know? Well said. I love and, it. And I think I think that's the best way to end it. But Todd, thanks for having us. Thank on. you. Thank You're coming. awesome. This was keep fun. following this guy. He's awesome. That is the lead podcast <laughs> with Maynard Leadership. We're out. <laughs>